This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program. Brock Richardson, that guy over there, Kelly McDonald, host of the show over here. And we thank you being out there wherever you're listening in around the world. Maybe you're checking us out at AMI.ca, right from your computer and listening into the stream, or Radio Player Canada, or OOTunes. Excellent apps in which you can put on your smart device and enjoy the show. Well, let's get into something Brock and I enjoy talking about. We talked about off the top as he started doing sports daily on Now with Dave Brown. You can catch him in the mornings doing that. But his standard regular segment right here Mondays on Kelly and Company. Let's bring him back on. As a former athlete, I eat, sleep, and breathe everything sports. I'm Brock Richardson. Join me every Monday for your weekly sports highlights and our take on the weekend action. All right, Mr. Sports, what's your leadoff item today? So I actually, listening to that promo, I want to tell you a little bit of a funny story. The audience, I went away to the CNE this weekend. We spent one day at the CNE, and I told the, my wife and my sister-in-law, I said, guys, this weekend's going to be a, a, a test weekend, you know, to keep track of all the sports and doing morning with Dave and then you guys now. And, and they both stopped and looked at me and said, how is that different from any other weekend? You're always looking at your phone well, and you're always... The difference is you get paid more. <laughs> that, that is true. That is that that is also... Now you have been... to look at it that some of those Sundays that now doing this job screws up for you, especially during NFL season when everybody's, let's have turkey dinner. Brock, what are you doing? Get that away from the table. You have to remember, yeah, but I'm being paid to, to let my food get cold. <laughs> Of course, and and Dave this morning did tell me he's going to hit me with some uh, NFL, which I love very much. Anyways, what we're going to talk about for a leadoff item today for for this show is that we had the first ever women's world championship uh, take place in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and it had world team, Great Britain team. Team Canada and Team USA. And uh, Team Canada got off to a bit of a rough start. Uh, they uh, lost 5 to nothing against the United States. Uh, the schedulers were not too kind uh, to both countries, as I think they could have waited a little bit to get kind of get their feet wet. But I digress. That's just scheduling for you in the world of sports. And... Then they went on to beat World and Great Britain by a combined score of 18 to nothing. So that's to be expected, that result, 100%. I do want to shout out uh, Katie Laddie, who scored two goals in the gold medal game for the United States. She was dominant. Speed, she was all over the ice. Uh, The Canadians really were absolutely zero match for the United States. Now, Claire, I can hear her in my head saying, yes, but remember, we had a very young team, and that is true. It was a very young team, and Claire is the oldest member of the team at 30-ish. Claire, on one of the, the pro- uh, co-hosts on the neutral zone. Uh, yes, on the neutral zone, and so she, she, she's quick to remind me that uh, she, you know, she's the oldest, and there's lots of uh, young athletes there. Unfortunately, Canada came away with a silver medal, but it seems like... They're all pretty happy with that result. Um, when they've gotten home, you know, you're seeing 
social media posts of people with their medals. That's obviously not the result they wanted, but I think in the end, for to have a, a gold medal game and a world championship, this is what they want, and it's off in the right direction. Not to throw mud on the other teams, of course, participating, the world team and so on. Um, is it that inexperience for those folks as well as that Canada team? We can say, oh, silver, that's wonderful. Um, but when Claire speaks like this, we talk about the younger. Is it obviously young, young? There's nothing wrong with being younger. It's just that lack of playing together and experience. Understand, too, Kelly, to your point that the uh, world team had a uh, collection of seven different nations. Yes. On, on the How do they team. play practice so, together to begin with? Ha- right. And so. Part of this, the goal is that they want to get to the Paralympic Games, and you have to have a world championship to start that process. And so I think they just wanted to make this, you know, a competitive tournament. I think everybody knew and everyone could guess that Canada and U.S. would be where they were and all would be well. But I think this is the step in the right direction for this sport, and it's wonderful, wonderful to see. Sounds like it. Uh, let's stick with hockey. Hockey Canada, you've got an update for us and funding that you'd like to share. Yes. Uh, I saw a uh, tweet over the weekend from Rick Westhead, who does lots of work for uh, TSN and different sports outlets, who tweeted out and basically said that some of the biggest sponsorships for Hockey Canada I have pulled away, which we've discussed, and Hockey Canada reached out and said, what would happen if we got rid of some of the top executives? Most of the responses of the big corporations said, you need to do a complete and utter overhaul in order for us to come back and do this. So I think this is going to put a lot of pressure on Hockey Canada to do the right thing, quite frankly. Uh, Kelly, because I think they do need to do an overhaul. And it's great that all of the people in place now are saying, yeah, but I haven't been in charge for a long time. No, I think your funders are speaking loud and clear to say that we need an overhaul. And I think it may have come to a bit of a surprise to Hockey Canada that they are now being told and put on notice. No, if you want your funding back, you need to do a complete and utter overhaul. And that's pretty simple. Sounds like they don't want those kind of ideas being developed by any seed that could still be on that board going forward that, hey, guys, if these were the things that you thought were okay, you agreed to it, we need fresh ideas put in there. No matter who they are and what they've got, long as credentials are there and ideas there, I I think that that's what sponsors are saying. Look, look, we don't want to be associated. We don't want to take a chance. We arrive back here in five years. And, and it seems that that's what's happening. They're saying, listen, we we know and it's all well and good that you're saying the right things, you're doing the right, right. thing. But even the, guy, even the guy that's in charge, whose name is currently escaping me, but the guy that's in charge has only been in charge since the new year. And, and he's saying the right things, but he was still part of the organization and part of the fabric all while this is going on. So to me, you know, they're making it loud and clear and saying – Look, you want our money, you got to do the right thing. And I think that is a perfect call on, uh, you know, the the funders and the sponsors and everything like that. So well, if you're let's new, do you're, the right you, thing. You still can be tainted by what, 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 what the the mass numbers, the majority. So, uh, I, I, you know, you hate to see people forced out of what where they are. And, and you know, even no matter how much they're saying, we can fix this. We, yeah, guys, sorry. You know, the, the voices, the... 
the panel has spoken, if you want to call it, those <laughs> who are funding the efforts. Sir, one of the things I've always heard is how rough, because people are vying for positions, especially in preseason, of course, uh, you can get a lot of tenseness. You get a lot of You get a lot of fighting. There was quite the fight at a preseason football practice you want to talk about. Yes. So this broke out uh, late last week between the Rams and the Bengals, which conveniently or not conveniently was a Super Bowl rematch. And this resulted in players throwing helmets. Uh, It was quite the scene. It was to the point that they didn't really know who was who. It kind of looked like, uh, you know, and and I'm not trying to. (laughs) It just looked like a pile and it just looked like no one knew what was going on and all these things. Having said that, and I do think this is going to change because, unfortunately, this is not the first time we've heard situations like this. This is, this is the first time where we've seen helmets being thrown, etc. Yeah. The NFL tries to stay clear of suspension in, in practice games preseason. I think this is going to change. Whether we see that happen with this incident, I don't know if that's true. But clearly, people are just too hyped up and too... Uh, rambunctious and you see that in you know pre-tournament games in the nhl or the world juniors and things like that where if you get a penalty that results in a suspension that still carries over into the actual event itself and i think the nfl needs to look into this and not so much turn a blind eye and say we're just going to pretend that's not happening over there because the nfl doesn't need that kind of thing no at this point this late in preseason. You suspend guys, so this is being the last week, basically. How much do you think it affects guys as we've started to cut people, get them out of there, to getting into the season? That, that's a bit of a time if you get benched or you're, they're told you can't play, you can't participate in, in uh, the activities of, of, of practice uh, for X number of days. It's still going to hurt people going into the season. Look at what's happening with Deshaun Watson. Missing 11 games uh, off the front of a season due to violating code of conduct and all that missing 11 games is a big chunk in the NFL season. And that's, that's a big deal. And so, yes, I think that a suspension should have happened here. It doesn't seem like it's going to, but I would like to see it happen just to kind of put, put the water over the fire and say, Hey guys, this is not acceptable. And it's that simple. Let's move over to MLB here. Let's talk about the Toronto blue Jays this past weekend. How did they fare? Uh, they didn't fare well at all. Uh, we hyped up this uh, Shohei Otani, Alec Manoa. That lived up to the bill. I think you saw you know, both pitchers going mano a mano. And I am a guy who loves pitchers duel. And this was a pitchers duel that you're not going to see in a lot of places. Because as the broadcasters were discussing... Listen, we have a hard time finding splits for pitchers because you don't see that. And there was a lot of discussion on how many times Alec Manoa has faced um, the other pitcher. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like you don't see this very often. And it was really cool. Spoiled by an uh, unfortunate ending. This is a team that came in uh, on a, on a six-game losing streak, the Angels. And they're now on a three-game winning streak. Toronto went one for 19 with runners in scoring position. Let's talk about Teoscar Hernandez not running out that double play. I don't want to hear it for a second that 
oh, maybe he's injured. If he's injured, we have plenty of backups that could fill the spot. You need to run it out. You need to make plays. You have no time in this season anymore with a little over 40 games or so to be making these mistakes. Either play or don't. And it's that simple. And it's the effort that we're not seeing from the Toronto Blue Jays, which is getting really tiring to watch. And very late. It's it's ridiculous when you see Seattle and everybody else playing well. The guy must be injured. Get him off the field. You got Jackie Bradley and other people who can certainly handle the fielding. The the, the injury or whatever it is 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 harming the hitting. So uh, I'm like you. I, I'm just tired of seeing this stuff. I'm tired of Friday night seeing a team get back from a great road trip where they perform well, show up, and you said what. You guys don't want to be here, do you? You, you, you want no. to be somewhere else. Now, let's finish this on a great note, Brock. Saturday before that game, there was a wonderful 30-year celebration that you wanted to touch on. Yes, there was, 100%. Uh, some great discussions with the 30-year anniversary of the 1992 World Series. I loved listening to Dave Steve and Buck Martinez talk with each other. Uh, Dan Schulman really took a, a backseat in all this. The story about Pat Borders originally not being a catcher and then making himself a catcher. And really, he was, he, they were just talking about how, you know, a player like that could make such a change and such a difference. A lot of the fans afterwards were kind of discussing why can't we focus on the present? But I just think the Blue Jays did a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful job in putting this together. And we'll see whether next year they, they uh, celebrate the 93. Uh, World Series along with it but just wonderful to see that happen and I hope things turn around for the Toronto Blue Jays because I'm going to speak again and say there is lots of talent on this team we just need to see it be put all together and we haven't seen that from the beginning of the season and that's a great example why we have to talk about the past because it was more exciting (laughs) to talk about than what we saw over the weekend in the present We'll be back, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Brock Richardson, that guy, hits us with sports on Mondays on the program. Plus, you can join him and the Neutral Zone as they get together their video podcast. You can hear the podcast and, of course, hear their program on AMI-audio starting on the 13th at 11 a.m. in the morning right here live. Uh, Sorry. <clears throat> recorded, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of ways in which to enjoy them. We'll be up uh, in a moment with Michelle Dudas, senior producer for AMI This Week, as she joins us to wrap up the series on AMI-TV. We'll talk about it as it closes up tonight in two minutes. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.